Chris Hyder. Joined, of course, by Danny Rowe and Anthony Wilfred Bonney. And we have a very special guest with us in the studio today. And we're here to talk all things Bolton Wanderers. Of course, we are the uh, voice for Wanderers Live. And we're speaking to a former player, but someone who graced Bolton Wanderers Football Club for the better part of a little over eight and a half years. It's former defender David Wheater. Afternoon to you, David. Afternoon, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's very good to see you here on this very damp Thursday afternoon. <laughs> it's always damp around here, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I guess you got so used to the weather after signing in January 2011. I was going to ask, you were an Owen Coyle signing, and you had been associated with Middlesbrough pretty much since your childhood. How did you find the first few weeks at a new football club? Um, it's always hard, I think, moving to a, fo- a new football club, uh, obviously new new players and obviously there were big Premier League players when I come mm. so it was a bit it was a bit nerve wracking. Obviously being from Middlesbrough since I was seven I was used to the players there. But when I came here it was like Kevin Davies, he was here uh, and Yussi. Yussi I've been watching them for years so it was it was a bit weird for me but you just you just get used to it after after a first first few days of training. Yeah, I guess it helps a little bit if you have some people there and big characters like you mentioned, Super Kevin Davis, yeah. being able to. I was just make glad sure. I didn't have to play against him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that helps in your favour a fair bit as well, doesn't it? I, I guess you are someone who, even heading into your very early 30s, you've experienced the eye life of the top flight. You played for, I think, around about a season and a half in the Championship when Middlesbrough were relegated uh, in 2009. Yeah, it will have been, yeah. And, well, lately you've been in League One. You and you and Mark Beavers had that absolutely extraordinary mm-hmm. season where you both managed to get into double <laughs> figures during that successful promotion campaign. I guess what I'm getting at is, what's the biggest difference between playing in different divisions? I think uh, the Premier League's easier than the Championship, definitely. I think mm-hmm. the Championship's just... Everyone tries hard, don't they? I think the Premier League, you get the top players, if they've got the ball, they'll hurt you, but if they haven't, they'll, they'll let you have the ball, sort of. But in these leagues, you don't have really that much time on the ball and everyone kicks you and stuff. I think you get, get, a bit, get away with a bit more... In these leagues, so it's tougher. Tougher, I think, the further you go down. To be honest, yeah, that's fair enough, I suppose. And there might be a nice little throwback to the gaffer that brought you to Bolton Wanderers. Owen Coyle was someone who never liked to stay in one place for too long. If he was consigned to the bench, he thought, right, I move somewhere else. If he ended up going to another club and ended up stalling there, or feel like he was stalling, they think, right, I'll go somewhere else. And it's just one of those things. Some players like moving down the divisions just so they can keep playing, whilst others are more than happy to quit at the top. What do you think is behind your decision to keep playing? Uh, it was just oh, it was close, it's close to my home. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is my home now. It's got uh, two kids there, so that's that's what you have to think about when obviously when you got a family. But uh, I. We were trying to get signed up here again. I was I was in the uh, in the stadium ready to sign, and then I got told that it it won't count until the takeover happens. So I, yeah. I couldn't really risk it for a. I risked mm. it. I was supposed to go sign for Kilmarnock, and I turned around because. You didn't yeah. catch yeah. <laughs> I got to Lancaster Services and turned around. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but from from that day, it was a month till it got took over, and and there was mm. no definite that it would have got took over here. So I would have been obviously out of a job for for another month mm. at, at least so I couldn't I couldn't really take that risk 
it's understandable, I suppose, given all the financial troubles Bolton have had over the past 12 to 18 months. Although we are in a bit more of a healthier situation, I suppose, off the field now. Whether it can pertain to getting improvements on the field will be another matter. Mm. But I think, big question, you were a guy, I know I've made a mention of this already, who you f- figured in with double figures, you and Mark Beavers, in that 2016-17 campaign. What is the most memorable goal you scored in your time with Bolton Wanderers Football Club? Uh, I think the yes, look at the Port Vale one. Mm-hmm. I think because we all I think we all thought we were we were getting promoted then. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most important one was the uh, equaliser against Forest yeah. the season after. But um, maybe the, the two against Blackburn I scored in the when I first came just after um, Muamba had the had the heart attack. Yeah. Yes, they, they were. They were nice goal, obviously a local derby as well. So it's a win-win situation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, people say keeping clean sheets better than Scott. It's not. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> it's not all. Scott. I mean, isn't for me defender? It's brilliant to keep a clean sheet, but there's nothing like scoring goals. So I love, I love them all. But yeah, them, them three, three or four were the, best, the best ones. Definitely for me, the goal against Forest, like the way that we got back in that game. It, yeah, it was mad, wasn't it? <sighs> I just said before, we were, a lot of us, a lot of us were out of a, a contract and out of right. a job. Basically, if we yeah. if we didn't stay up, so I think you can see by my celebration when Albie scores that I got I got another year contract. <laughs> do, you, do you wonder what might have happened if Bolton had decided to keep Aaron Wilbraham after? All right, he didn't figure in with as many goals as we would have liked him to have done, but that one goal against Nottingham Forest surely merited him being awarded an extra season. Yeah, I think he, I think he wanted one, but uh, and he was talking to to Phil Parkinson, but I think it was just it was out of his hands really. Parkinson, he didn't know what was going on. So, like obviously, like same with my contract, I didn't really know what was going on. So it's, but he, if they did offer him a contract, he's, he's a good person to have around the change room. Uh, he talks to the young lads. I, I do now. At the when you, once you're seen, lad, you just you know how to act with mm-hmm. everyone, so they feel comfortable around the club. And he was yeah, just a great character to have, have about. That's a wonderful thing that Aaron Wilbraham, at 40 years old, yeah, he doesn't look 40, <laughs> we'll say that much for him immediately, but it's great that he's still able to figure in. Who knows? I don't know, maybe you could end up going down that same path, but, well, that'll be something for you to determine somewhere yeah. down the line. I was going to ask as well, Owen Coyle, the man who got you into Bolton Wanderers, who, where did he rank amongst the managers that you had during your time with the club? Um, for me, Parkinson was the best. All right. For me personally, and I think the way he conducted himself last year with everything that was going on. Uh, yeah, obviously you got Lennon, Freeman, and Coyle. It didn't go well with any of them, really, did it? It's a bit of a shame. I think Owen Coyle. I think Jim had made a mention of the fact that. The first full season he had, it was going very well indeed. I don't think it was the cup final defeat, or sorry, the cup semi-final yeah. defeat to Stoke that saw the downfall. I often think it was the match against Man United a few weeks beforehand when um, Stuart Holden was yeah, rashly challenged by Johnny Evans. Evans was sent off and... Unfortunately, Bolton ended up losing that afternoon. I kind of wondered that's where it started to go wrong because after the defeat to Stoke, as bad as it was, as heavy as it was as well, 
you look at it and you think to another 14th place finish to follow the fact that it had been a 14th place finish and you think mm, not quite working out so well but it's the butterfly effect at the yeah. same time well, if, we beat Stoke 5 0 in the Premier League just after that. Yeah, didn't we? yeah. <laughs> so that was that was some That's good revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Clean sheet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we all felt bad for Stu as well because he he was a great character around yeah. the place as well. So it was. I think the, the mood got, was a bit down because I think we all just we all just thought it was just a like a a bad tackle, but nothing major had gone on. But he'd done all sorts of his need, didn't he? So it was. Yeah, and he was an important player for us, and one that we missed. So I think he just yeah, the mood went down a bit for from there. It's a bit of a shame that it ended up falling a little bit. I do want to try and get this back on more of a happier note. Now you ended up getting a reputation, and we have Jim Bailey to <laughs> thank for this one because everyone in here knows exactly what is coming. Yep. Dave, you are the very best person to ask about this. Go on. Where exactly is the best boozer in Horwich? Asks Jim Bailey. I've never been out in Horwich. Oh, really? Oh, no, not Horwich, no. Oh, well now, Jim. Mm. See, that's him not doing his research. Yeah. No, I've never been out in Horwich. <laughs> never been out in Horwich. We'll, we'll well, I can't believe that. Tell you what, let's move it to Bolton. Where's the best place <laughs> to go in Bolton? Well, see, this is the thing. Everyone thinks I go out all the time, but I don't. It's just because... <laughs> when you do go out, you yeah, go out. Yeah, you have to, don't you? But it's just because I go out in my hometown. Lads go to Manchester and... They can just flit about and no one sees them. But I'm I'm six foot five in my hometown, so that's why I think everyone thinks I go out all the time. But uh, Dragonfly's not bad. All right, for yeah. For a sing yeah. song, uh, Fanny's is good for a starter. Yes, Crofters is good. In uh, is it Howard? Yeah, Yussi's yes. always in uh, Fanny's. Obviously, you've seen him in a game yeah. in Fanny's. Yeah, there's a few places because we all live around there, so it's yeah. it's a good place to go. Uh, the Swans, all right. <laughs> Can't beat a bit of pop world either. <laughs> so, I, I was, sorry, Dan, I cut you off there. I was going to say the Churchgate area, it feels mm. like it's become a bit more of a I, kind of sort of safe haven for the over 30s crowd. Well, I'm 31 right now, so I feel safe when I'm walking along there. And you're right. I felt a bit disappointed the pop world ended up changing from Reflex, mainly because Kev Gurney, who does the Club Tropicana 80s music show, he did a couple of great Christmas evenings yeah. there. But pop world, yeah, can't really say That's too much about There's that. There's so many places, one little confined area, so mm-hmm. you... <laughs> People, obviously, it's just a, just town sentiment, and people go Bolton, really? I say yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, right. it's not bad, you know. Like, you, it's obviously cheaper than Manchester as well. Cheaper to get back as well. You might be the best ambassador for an night out in Bolton that I know of now. <laughs> now, there's another thing we have to talk about that you share a good love of, and that's your love of professional wrestling. Oh yeah. Now, I had heard uh, through the grapevine that it was something that you were keen on. I never verified whether it was something that was legitimate or whether it was somebody who was just, you know, creating rumours. So the one day that had happened where I asked you about this, you go, what? Oh, no, but no, it no, is legitimate. It. Oh, yeah. Since uh, 94, I think, the first time. What, 93, 94 was the first time I watched it. But mm-hmm. we, we didn't we didn't have Sky back at home. My dad worked on the oil rigs and mm-hmm. they had Sky, so he used to bring tapes back for me. Oh, nice. Just hooked since then. Mm-hmm. Was there any one company? Was it WWE, WWF? Yeah, WWF it was, it was then, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was them, yeah. But then WCW came. <laughs> ah, we were yeah. a bit, weren't there, the next few years? But then st- 
just don't go to Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever get, get into wrestling? Oh, I'd love to. Bit painful. Grant like. Holt's gone into it. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends is a wrestler, and I went, I went to watch him in just in, in a show in Manchester. And all right. Honestly, people think the rings are soft, but they're not. They're like it's like that. <laughs> but I say, I, I say it's like springs. I say, I, I, no. I was a big guy like that, falling on springs, and he's not going through it. It's just honestly, it's just like that with a tiny bit. Do you remember them little blue mats in PE? Yes. Yeah. That's like the protection, and you might wow. fall on them. It's who would your dream match be against if you if Ooh. you could wrestle? Oh. Uh, not a Ric Flair. But yeah. A little bit of the nature by there. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> it's got to be, hasn't it? Greatest of all time, baby. <laughs> he's on the, uh, what is it, the Mount Rushmore? My, my Mount Rushmore, he's on Yeah, he's on it's a frequently discussed one because, well, I might as well ask, are there any wrestling podcasts that you listen to? Because that's become a, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, become a massive deal over the past four or he five years. One. Uh, Chris Jericho does a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read WWE just that one? Called uh, After the Bell. Listen yeah, to that one. yeah, that's a that's meant to be a very good one. Not yeah. listened yet, but it's because they get the well, it must be contracted. Do they get all the WWE wrestlers mm. on it every week? Uh, Stone Cold does a good one. Listen yeah, that. Ric Flair did a good one, but I think he just told so many like <laughs> stories he was probably getting himself in trouble. So, yeah, <laughs> he couldn't do it anymore. Quit wise ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Ric Flair for you. No one's going to <laughs> put him in a corner. You like? yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask. Products as such, it went through a bit of a rough patch. Whereas, by comparison, at the start of the decade, British wrestling seemed to experience, after a very long period in the doldrums, a bit of an explosion. And now, you mentioned you've gone to a show in Manchester. Are there any uh, um, pro wrestling companies in the UK that you're um, massively into? Not really, no. I think uh, there's there's usually a buy, and they're getting all the... English restaurant, they've got the <laughs> yeah. NXT UK, which I watch on the uh, got the network, and mm-hmm. of course so I watch it, watch it on there. But uh, I think it was my friend works for Future Shock Wrestling. I think yes, I think they had like Drew McIntyre back in the day and, and people like that. So it's uh, I don't really get to go get to go to many because they obviously have got kids and that. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. Kids yeah. training football. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I like to watch them when when I can. Are there any uh, bits about the current products, if we stick to WWE, that you like right now? Or is it more of a case of stuff that you think, well, they could do that a little bit better? Oh, I think the, sto- the story writing is terrible. That's a, a <laughs> very any, any frequent of the fans will tell criticism. You that now. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think they're by, like, they get Hollywood writers in. Because it's, like, it's like a proper soap, a soap opera and that. So they don't <laughs> have any wrestling writers that can write good wrestling stuff. So it's yeah, it's a bit weird. But you need to go back to like ninety nine and all yeah. that for the for the for the good stories. I don't know, the past three weeks of WWE Raw, I've watched it and thought it's actually been alright. I think it helped on Monday. They were in Memphis yeah. and the wrestling crowds there are always excellent yeah. anyway. So it was good that it's good to be in front of a hot crowd. And it's it's one of those old adages I read years back, when when you're hot you can't do anything wrong when you go. You can't do anything right. It's that Lana storyline now. That's, that's oh. terrible, isn't it? That's yeah, terrible. <laughs> I, I fast forward. <laughs> oh, a bit, if I'm I mean, she's you. nice to look, at, ain't she? I mean, but, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I just sticking with it, though, aren't the storyline? Yeah, I really am not looking forward to seeing what the end game for that's going to be. <laughs> no. But 
let's try and get this back and happy, you know, with Goldsmith. <laughs> what, what's that? What's my happy? Enough? That was happy. You're talking about wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah, talk about. Well, Lana's good. Li- no. <laughs> <laughs> If we get this back towards Bolts and Wanderers, can you foresee right now anywhere down the line where potentially you might come back to Bolts and Wanderers, whether it's in a playing capacity or even in a coaching capacity? Because right now, would you say the club is in good hands with Keith Hill and Dave Flickcroft as the joint managers? Um, I think so, yeah. I think they've changed the style of football. Obviously, it was at Accurate and Stanley. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about that result. Yeah. But uh, apart from that, I think they're playing quite well, getting some points. Obviously, they're on plus points now, aren't they? For the first time. But uh, mm. yeah, I've, I've, obviously I've never had them personally, but they seem seem like good managers. What I've heard from the lads, they're, they're good as well. Uh, hopefully, the owners are in it for the right reasons as well. Because I've obviously again not not met them, but they paid all us so. Yeah. The good in my eyes. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> paid, it's all right. Finally got it. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. no, I, I and coming back I, as a player, I'm, they might not want me. They might want obviously younger and that. But mm. coaching maybe. I started doing my coaching there last year, but it, it, we, we I stopped it when all oh, this yeah pay mm. stuff because I was doing it at the training ground and I just thought oh, just didn't want to be there. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, we finished training. I'd, I'd been sick of talking about it with the lads and. Then I was going to do coaching with the under 18s. That's fuck. Let's get mm. me home. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, maybe in the future, coach, maybe. And you join it at Oldham now, then? It's good, yeah. Get, got paid on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so, a positive. Uh, it's always a positive. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's, it's half an hour away from me. Yeah. yeah. Which is perfect. Even that, that's with traffic as well on that bloody. Sorry for swearing. Uh, on that turn off towards the Trafford Centre, it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare down there. But. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. The lads are all good. Yeah. So I can't, can't Obviously, yeah. known for changing the managers quite often. So is Dino doing, do you reckon Dino's the right man for the job? He's good, yeah. It was a bit strange first when he came in because we had a we had a French guy who wanted us to play one way, then he's come in. But uh, you just get used to him, used to managers. I think it's a lot of teams down there change the managers all the time, don't they? So uh, mm-hmm. I think we just need a bit of stability. Hopefully keep him to the end of the season and see what happens there. Just feel the, the, the squad strong enough then. Yeah, definitely some some great players. I mean, even even when the other guy got sacked, we weren't losing many games. We were just drawing them, not picking up many points when we we should have. But uh, I think we're on a five game unbeaten run now, and we've let Orient the team around us for Saturday that we hopefully can win that one as well. And then you've got your Christmas staff too, as you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <boy>. One <laughs> thing I want to ask, Dave, before we wrap it up: if you were to pick a starting eleven, who would be in your squad? From all the players you played with played in your with, career? Uh, oh, crikey. <laughs> on, on, on name or how they've played when I played with them? Either, whichever way you want to do right, it. Right, I've put England youth teams as well. Anything you want to do. <laughs> I put Joe Art in goal. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you put me right in the spot. <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I put Alonso left back. Mm-hmm. Centre backs Woodgate. And can I play? Yeah, yeah, I'll play. Yeah, course I know. Play. <laughs> <laughs> not team. team. <laughs> not team. Uh, right back, Crikey. Uh, I might have played with Danny Mills once at Middlesbrough when I was young. Yeah, probably him. I put uh, Mendy at the midfield. I put uh, 
Stu Alden, maybe. Hmm? I put Walcott on the right. Left. Ah. Maybe. Now I put Janino in. Yeah. Behind yeah. Hasselbank and Raduka. Hasselbank and Raduka. Not many Bolton players in there, <laughs> No, not really. <laughs> Well, so I think we can put it down to the yeah. fact you, we, you can't leave out a player like Janino. You can't, he's, can a, he's a hero yeah. in Middlesbrough. I, still I think I played with him in, in pre-season because he was just about the end when I was coming through. But yeah, I'm counting it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay. That's okay. all right yeah. then. Well, we'll bring it to a close right there. But Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure mm-hmm. having you in. With 96.5 bolts. Wish I could stay longer, but I got the school run yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> it's That's one of those things. Yeah. But it's been nice to have you back here. No problem, And here at Bolton FM, as we mentioned. And cheers for speaking to us. And, well, hope you still enjoy yourself at Oldham as well. Yeah, do you? There's a job going when I've retired. Are you? Nice. Yeah. I like the <laughs> yeah. idea of that. Yeah. Cheers, David. Yeah.